Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're going to law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Now, let me go ahead and introduce a panel, and wow, do we have a full panel today. So let's see, where do we even start today? Let's let's start off with the uh, lieutenants. Uh, I'll tell you what, Anthony Bandero, he's the attorney. He likes to go first, so I don't want to you know, sending me a private email afterwards being disappointed. So attorney Anthony Bandiero with blue to gold at blue, the gold.com. More information about him later. We have Lieutenant Randy Sutton all the way from Las Vegas Metro. We have Lieutenant Bob Crow from Minneapolis and we have retired FBI Colin Schmidt. Thanks guy. Oh yeah. Colin Schmidt. He's got the bang going. Uh, also a shout out to our sponsors. We have motion DSP AU fire uh, at AU fire.com. Hey, wait till you hear about that company. Galls, GlobalOrdinance.com, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, we're fueled by Bang Energy. Yes, Colin's got the Bang on. And hey, yesterday, I went by the 7-Eleven. You know, Bang got taken over by Monster. You can't find them anywhere, at least here in Florida where I'm at. I found the Cherry Blade Lemonade. Brother, I'm drinking Cherry Blade Lemonade. It's great. And uh, yeah, I know you've got the, uh, the the foo-foo stuff going on over there, Colin. You're in California, so it's okay. Yeah, the purple, the purple haze. I can see that. It's good stuff. That is good stuff. I've had that before. A shout out to uh, Brian Burns for the free press at TampaFP.com for carrying our content. And Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. We're streaming the eight locations right now, in addition to the seven stations with Boss Hog that we're live on. And look, out of the eight streams, three of those belong to Red Voice Media. And those three Facebook pages alone have about a million followers. So thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Guys, great lineup. And, and it, it never fails us that. We have... Uh, you know, when Bob Crow is on the show, he's from Minneapolis. Of course, he was with Minneapolis PD for um, for decades, and uh, and he was with the uh, the police union as the president for decades. You know, in fact, yeah, and, and and surprisingly, he's so young. You know, but when you when you read the pedigree, you know, you think, wow, you know, how's this guy still walking around? But no, he's got. Uh, you know, we always have Minneapolis stuff, Bob. Even though you 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 may take you know a, a week off, and and boom, we're slammed with a bunch of Minneapolis topics. How do you explain that? Well, first, first, I started when I was 16. There's a special law here, Chip, for us. So I started when I was 16. Um, there's never a shortage of entertainment with the Minneapolis City Council and the police department they're creating, but we'll get into that later. All right. Well, look, we'll, we'll let, and you and Randy must have started at the same age, I think. But at lawofficer.com, we've got uh, BCA submits Ricky Cobb case two, and you're going to have to help me out with the pronunciation of the name of this um, of this. Um, prosecutor mayor is it a uh, moriarty moriarty or, or it's do you know? uh, it's mary moriarty and uh for new moriarty. Viewers, she for for a long time she was the chief public defender in hennepin county recently erect, elected to the county attorney position which says it all wow okay well anyhow the minnesota bureau of criminal apprehension so bca they submitted results of their investigation into this ricky cobb the second shooting to the head of the county attorney's office for the charging uh, decision so um so mary or female is she's the county attorney and anyhow it gets better claimed that some members of the minnesota state patrol have refused to cooperate with the bca's investigation and here's a quote saying that these are individuals who are not the subject of the investigation, but may have relevant information. We are disappointed by this lack of cooperation as the family, the community, and the troopers involved in the incident all deserve answers. goes on to say that uh, County Attorney uh, Morarity uh, said that her office has identified a use of force expert to help review the case. Did not mention who that was. Uh, Cobb was shot to death during a traffic stop in, er in the early morning hours of July 31st in Minneapolis by state trooper, though, Ryan uh, Lonrigan, 
and he was pulled over, our bad guy, by Trooper uh, Brett Seed on I-94 about 1.50 in the morning, so it's going to be dark, it's early, because his taillights were not on. So Trooper Seed learned that Cobb was wanted in Ramsey County for violating an order of protection. So Trooper uh, Lonergan and Trooper Garrett Erickson, they arrive at the scene as backup. Okay, so all three troopers then approach our bad guy's car, that's Cobb's car, asking him to get out and attempting to physically remove him because he refused to exit because he's a non-compliant bad guy, right? So as Trooper Lonergan uh, and Trooper Seed began to open the doors to the vehicle, uh, Cobb, our bad guy, puts his left hand on the steering wheel, his right hand on the gear shift. Not a good sign. Trooper Seed's head and torso are inside the vehicle at the time. So the squad car camera, so we got a dash cam showing uh, the shooting. It, it clearly shows Cobb's car moving before troop, the trooper longer again reaches for and discharges his gun, and he ends up killing the bad guy. So in August, police leaders criticized the county attorney Morarity and Governor Tim Walsh, whose administration oversees the state patrol, for meeting with Cobb, the bad guy's family, before the investigation was even complete. And the trooper, Lomergan's attorney, who's Christopher Medell, he previously said that the state trooper not only acted properly, but that he also acted heroically. Um, so that's what we have. Um, Bob, I expect you probably have the most inside information on this, if any at all. Uh, but guys, weigh in, whoever wants to. Bob, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, first, uh, just a bit more on Mary Moriarty. Um, she ran on a platform and was overwhelmingly elected uh, on, I'm going to review all police use of force cases and wherever possible, I'm going to charge the officers. Uh, and there's another case I'm sure we're going to talk about, but recently we had a Minneapolis officer that was in an accident, killed a person. Um, the carjacker that he was chasing, she dropped all the charges on when he was caught and the cop is in prison. Um, this is what she's ran on. Sadly, she got elected. She defeated a, a former prosecutor and judge, an African-American female that was backed by the police, and she handily defeated her in the election. So this is what Hennepin County is. It, the cops in Hennepin County all over, not just Minneapolis, but the suburbs are up against. Um, in this case, I mean, it's clearly, clearly too early to weigh in. It's completely inappropriate to meet with the family. Um, during this when you could be, potentially be a prosecutor. It's completely inappropriate to comment on what occurred in the investigation. Um, and, you know, the, our, our lawyer can weigh in on this, but I mean, in, in Minnesota, we don't compel victim or, or witnesses rather to give statements. And in this case, it's a criminal investigation. So you can order the officers to be present, whether they participate or not, that's up to them and their attorney. Uh, that's a decision that in America, you've got a right to do. If you want to decline an interview, you have a right. If they want to invoke Garrity and compel you to talk, then you talk. But they need to decide, is this a Garrity-driven uh, statement where it's, you know, can, your job is contingent upon providing it? Or is it a voluntary statement? And if, it's, if you decline to give a voluntary statement, um, they, it shouldn't be talked about or discussed. Am, am I right, Anthony? Yeah, so just to make sure that, you know, for some listeners, Garrity is the base of the, the administrative uh, interview, right? That they, they can compel a police officer to say, hey, give us your side of the story, and that information cannot be used in a criminal trial. But they can compel those witness officers under uh, mainly one condition, immunity. So they can say, hey, you know, you, you speak, but we're not going to use anything you say against you. That can be a little tricky because the feds can come in and say, hey, the state gave you immunity. But we didn't. So everything you just said right now, we're going to charge you. And that's why many police officers probably would still not speak. Um, they would just basically take the contempt charge if that's really what we're going to go down to. Because the feds, with this current administration, they're probably more scared of the feds than they are probably of uh, your DA. And they should be scared of both. Interesting. Out of curiosity, Bob, 
I, I know you were the president of the Federation, which is the, the union from Minneapolis, but do they have, or do you guys represent the troopers at all in, uh, in the state? Uh, the Minneapolis does not, but the, there's a larger, like a parent agency, if you will, called the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers, the MPPOA, which uh, all of us, they have the same uh, legal defense attorneys. Uh, there's a pool of 12 of them, and most of our unions in the state belong to the MPPOA, and that's where you get your, your legal defense fund attorneys from a panel of 12. So uh, the, the attorney, I, although he's new on the panel, I have not worked with him. I've worked with most of them, but it's shared throughout the state, troopers included. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, Colin, did you have something? Yeah, just in Anthony, if you want to weigh in on the on the way the feds give immunity, they call it a queen for a day letter. Uh, in in California, basically, they'll give them a, a a a day a day of immunity where they can speak and talk about what they're doing, and the feds can't charge them. But the, I think the problem here is the feds don't want to get involved until everybody has uh, given all their statements and, and everybody else has gathered witness, and then they'll roll in. And then they'll take all that and then they'll start a new investigation and they'll use all those statements against those officers. So I think the officers obviously did the right thing. I mean, you know, the old saying is, uh, yeah, if you don't want to go to jail, keep your mouth shut. Well, look, and I, I'm not encouraging, you know, officers not to participate in, you know, in parallel criminal investigations. I think the vast majority do. But I think this is a sign of the times is that these, you know, I mean, I've been involved in parallel investigations, you know, uh, uses of force and there's a parallel criminal investigation. I'm like, yeah, you know, I was on scene. This is what I saw. But it's all about trust. You know, I, I trusted my administration. I trusted my government to not try to spin the facts and use this as a political tool. In Minnesota, which I just got done teaching there for last week, um, you know, in actually Twin Cities. But, you know, the thing is, like, we, they just don't trust their government that they're going to they're going to they're going to twist this. And, and by sitting down with the family and like doing the hugs and, uh, you know, I, I can't believe this happened to you type stuff. It's, it's a it's a pretty good indicator where this is going to go. I wouldn't speak wow. either. Wow. That's scary. All right. Well, guys, uh, well, thank you. I mean, great, great and great inside scoop. So thanks, Bob. Um, you know, I, I have I have a question. Hit us, Randy. Um, the officer who actually shot the suspect, can they compel a statement from him? Yes. Under Garrity. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Under Garrity. Right. But can they, they can't use that in a criminal well, investigation. Only if they give them immunity, which is not going to happen, of course. Right. Right. So, I mean, why would you give a, why would you give your suspect immunity? That means actually it has been done before though. Um, for certain crimes where, I mean, this is off topic a little bit, but for certain major crimes um, where they really need the truth and they pretty much just need the truth. The truth is more important than the consequence. Uh, but that's like your high level spy cases and, uh, but it's rare. Now, isn't it true, though, with Garrity, though, that the if you're doing the administrative investigation, let's just say the internal affairs has nothing to do with the criminal, that you can say that the chief can order them to do it. If they don't, it can be uh, you can actually be fired for. Oh, yeah, that's that's what case. Gary's all about. Absolutely. You can yeah. definitely be fired. Yeah. We'll hold that thought. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Yes, it's time to talk about Motion DSP. They've been supporting the law enforcement profession. For over 15 years, for the robust speed of video, audio, redaction, and enhancement software. And Emotion DSP software, it's easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with spotlights, one-click automating tracking feature, and forensic suite of enhancement filters to achieve re results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source, and using Motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information. It saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. 
and forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence from low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and all these capabilities by simply going to motiondsp.com. Check it out. Hey, then that brings us to our newest sponsor, AUFire at AUFire.com. That stands for Accuracy Under Fire, and of course, it's at AUFire.com. So AUFire is the gold standard in tactical simulation. So for the first time ever, agencies and LEOs can safely simulate being hit by gunfire, knives, or other objects in AUFire's dynamic force-on-force scenario. So ever wonder how your officers would react or wish you could train them in real-world situations? And now you can, all while improving their decision-making, return fire accuracy, and life preservation skills, thanks to AUFire.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the LEO Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, um, I think that we've uh, exhausted that topic, but an update from Randy Sutton. You know, we've got a, a summit coming up in Las Vegas. Uh, Randy, can you give us an update on what's going on? Uh, you know, give us a, a little peek into it. And is there, it's probably too late for anyone to get in at this point, I would imagine. But can you, there are people that are going to be asking that question. So give us more. Yep, we're really excited. Uh, next week, Tuesday through Friday. The third annual National Law Enforcement Survival Summit will be held here in Las Vegas at the fabulous Ahern Hotel, and uh, it is completely sold out. We uh, got a crush of people at the very end, and uh, we are we are at capacity. And uh, uh, this is the best attendance we've ever had, and we've got amazing speakers like uh, Dave and Betsy Smith, um, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. I've got a surprise uh, speaker coming in who is a, a, a very famous character actor. You've seen him in everything. His name is Glenn Morshower. Uh, he's one of the one of the most incredible um, speakers that I've ever seen, motivational speakers. And he's coming. Uh, it's going to be opened by the, the uh, sheriff here and uh, the honor guard. And then we've got a comedy show with a with a, a, a police comic at night. And then at Friday night, if you're in Vegas, we're going to have a concert. The number one ACDC tribute band will be performing at the Ahern Hotel in a benefit for the Wounded Blue. So there's still tickets available for that, but not for the summit. Unfortunately, uh, that's completely sold out. We're really, really excited about this incredible, uh, incredible event. You know, congratulations. And uh, guys, for more information, go to thewoundedblue.org. I know that, uh, you know, one of our streamers, George Ishak, is uh, going to be there. So I, I, I passed along your message to have him look you up for a photo op that we're uh, going to get a, a photo and uh, and circulate it with you, too. So, Well, appreciate it. And if you want to help this, the injured and disabled officers across the nation, go to thewoundedblue.org, hit that donate button, and give 10 or 20 bucks a month because we can really use it. All right. Well, thanks, Randy. Keep us posted on that as well. So, guys, it brings us to our uh, our next story. And look, these are these are good. Now, we got video components in the next couple stories, so it's hard to, to cover a good news story without a video component. So, look for our audio listeners. People listen to us on podcast and radio. Stay loyal to that radio station and that podcast. Uh, but we'll so we'll describe in great detail what's going on. And then the next morning at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, we'll release on our Rumble channel on Eastern Time uh, a produced version of the show that has all the videos embedded into it so it's kind of a neat way to watch the show so we're at our favorite law enforcement video channel right now it's at rumble.com it's called this is butter and this is butter is actually on the stream conversion with us right now body cam and security video show a scuffle 
between a man and an officer in Youngstown Police Department's lobby. Guys, the video quality, number one, is excellent. Number two, there's some expletives in here that I'm not going to be able to say because producer Jimmy sitting next to me is going to have a fit, but it is, uh, it is, it is, it is wild. Um, so let's get into this. So uh, Keyshawn Sims, 27 years old of Austintown, was arrested for the attack that happened last Thursday. So Keyshawn is the bad guy. He is presently in the Mahoney County Jail on charges of aggravated robbery. You called me retarded. Say that shit again. You're mental. Think I'm playing, bro? Huh? Ain't nobody fucking mental. Fucking call somebody so I can fucking talk to someone. Get off me. Say that shit again. Say that shit again. We can do this all day. Yes, we can. Yeah. Yeah. First degree, a first degree felony, two counts of assault on a police officer, a fourth degree felony, and then misdemeanor counts of resisting arrest, obstructing official business. Now he remains jailed after the bomb was set at a hundred thousand dollars during his arraignment in municipal court. He's expected to have a preliminary hearing on Friday. So let's find out what happened. So in the video, Sims comes to the lobby and he asked a Youngstown police officer who's working at a front desk if he can speak uh, to the chief or to a manager. So the officer who's behind this, you know, this glass and stuff and protection and stuff, he tells Sim that he needs to make an appointment to speak to the chief or anyone else. And Sims balks and talks about a manifestation. So the officer then tells him that kind of talk tells him that perhaps he has mental a mental problem and this upsets our bad guy. That was definitely, he definitely had a little sensitive area to him whenever you you said anything about him having a mental issue, as you'll find out in a second. So Sims, our bad guy, tells the officer to say that to his face. So the officer gets up, he walks uh, walks out of his office and into like a little garage and into the back door into the lobby. And he told Sims several times that he had to leave and Sims just stares him in the face and says, make me. So then when Sims tells him to call him mental again, the officer obliges him and he says, he says, uh, you called me retarded. Then the officer said, you're mental. And that's it. Game on. Sims attacks the cop, right? So Sims managed to knock the officer down. The officer had his gun pulled. The officer pulled his own gun out, but he's doing this in the middle of a fight. And then the bad guys approach him and he doesn't pull, you know, never pull your gun unless you're willing to use it, guys. So now they're fighting and the cops only, you know, he's fighting with, with one hand because the other hand he's trying to keep the gun away from the bad guy. Sims tries to get it, the gun before the other officers arrive and manage to handcuff our bad guy. And then he starts insulting all the guys. It was just, it's a great, it's a look, it's a great video. And thank God we got audio, which made it even more special. So Colin Schmidt, FBI, Kronos Investigations, I'm sure you've got all this stories that could match this, but but your your take on this, Colin. Well, well I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to turn over to Randy because he's got better body language than I do <laughs> on this one, is uh, just because you can does not mean you should. And I would tell agent, new agents that I was training all the time, just because you can does not mean you should. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Randy. You know, I would have thought that the cop would have been the, able to scrap a little bit better i mean he was he was a he was a big boy we'll put it that way i don't think he trained much 
um, as you can see in the in the fight video. But Randy, boy, he's we're lucky we didn't we're not going to a funeral. Um, this could have turned so bad. He did everything wrong, everything wrong. He let his he. he but he, he, but he, he called him. He, he called him mental, though. The second <laughs> time, though, he did that right. Maybe I don't know. I like that part. That's called your your mouth writing the check that your butt can't cover. That's what that's what this was. And man, watching him get his his ass whipped was an embarrassment. He's really lucky that there were other other cops there that came in and saved him. Well. Randy, they've given us a lot to think about. I know we're going to have more commentary on this. I certainly hope so. But look, let's take our next commercial break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Leo, I mean, back in the day, and look, all of us, all the guys, we've been there back when they had these huge catalogs come through the mailbox. You could hardly even fit them in the mailbox. They had so much gear from Gauls, and now they couldn't even fit what they have in a, in a catalog. So they're online. Their customer service is, is just off the chart right now. So it's really a new Gauls. It's the new Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo. The country's leading Uniform clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett, always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So if you haven't checked them out lately, go to the new Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo. And you'll notice that I said uniform program. You know, my former agency, Tampa Police, went through a couple of uniform companies while I was there, and they simply were dropping the ball, not getting it done. Now, there's a Gauls uniform office right in the second floor police lobby, and they're absolutely killing it. So if you have an agency and you're looking for a new uniform program, go to thegulls.com slash Leo and check them out. So, hey, that brings us to globalordnance.com, your ultimate destination for ammo. So stand by for a coupon code from Global Ordnance, and it just happens to be Leo Roundtable. So they provide high-quality ammunition for all of your shooting needs, ensuring precision, reliability, and unmatched performance. So if you spend at least $200 for ammo, use an exclusive coupon code Leo Roundtable. They will give you free shipping on your order. Go to globalordnance.com today. Check out their wide selection of ammo. Use coupon code Leo Roundtable for free shipping on your order. Check it out. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we're talking about a story, but I see we got Mike Gauger on the stream here running for uh, uh, for sheriff in Florida, um, Palm Beach. So uh, congratulations on the run. I'm following it. So uh, uh, I think that's it's exciting stuff, Sheriff. Um, so guys, uh, this last uh, story with the video component with our officer, uh, um, using the uh, the flag word mental for the bad guy that absolutely lost it. Um, any more commentary on that, Bob? And, and if you want to throw in a story or two, Bob, not not involving your wife, Liz, feel free to do that too. You know, I, I truly dislike being critical of other officers and situations on the show. I really do. But this one, there's just no way around it. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but there is nothing done right here from A to Z. And... I, I mean, this guy, this guy should probably stay behind the desk or, or, or seek to retire to other employment. It's that bad. He's very lucky to be alive. For starters, you size this guy up. He's clearly put together. He's very agitated already. And is he mental? Yes. You want to set a mental off? Call him mental. Okay. 
right? <laughs> you're behind glass, size the situation up and go, maybe this isn't for me. Let's call in the, the, the two coppers. And let's be honest, a lot of departments, they teach you enough defensive tactics to get your butt kicked real well. Okay. Let's call in the two street cops in their 20s out there that were street fighters <laughs> their whole life, right? Yeah. And let's have them do it and watch from behind the glass and see if you need to call for more. But to go out there and confront this guy by yourself after assessing the situation and then again push the trigger button. And then I can't even call it engage. It was lack of engage. This guy did not employ one defensive tactic measure. He didn't throw a punch. He, he, the guy put him down on his back and he's fortunate the guy didn't finish him and start punching him in the face or disarm him because he laid on his back and said, get off me. And the guy fortunately got off him. And then he got up for round two and was put down in a matter of a second or two again. And and then then he goes for his gun. Well, what in the hell are you going to do with that? Now you've inter- introduced a firearm into the situation when the guy's clearly owned you twice. Um, thank God that the, the other coppers came through and helped out. And then the disappointing most one of the most disappointing parts is after the guys are fighting with him again, and this guy is an agitated, well-built guy, he lollygags over there, puts his gun away, and doesn't even assist the guys that rescue him. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just, uh, there's nothing here. And again, I, I'm the last to be critical on this show, but I, I truly mean it. The, the, this guy's fortunate to be alive. And, uh, you know, we, we, you got to pick your choose. And, and as you say, I will throw in one short one, Chip. I've been there. And done that back in the day when we didn't back down from nothing at Minneapolis. If you back down, you heard about it in the locker room, right? But yeah. we're on a call, and these are two. I'm the smallest of the partners. My other partner is a couple inches taller than me, so he's he's six four, and he was the smallest of the two. And he was much smaller than the two guys we're eyed up with. And at that point, and I knew these guys were no people. And I said, "We're going to need another car." And we, <laughs> us two called for one more car. I, I had six there in no time because they knew it was going to go. And it was a hell of a fight with all the backup. I'm not saying you got to be Superman, but know your limitations. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Anthony, I, I noticed that your mic was open and you and you you changed. Okay, we got you. We got you back into the game. Okay, good. Yeah, no. Look, I, I mean, I'm not here to. Te- I don't. I, I like to say I don't teach tactics. I teach the law. So let me just kind of just one little point on this is that. When de-escalation, okay, you guys are kind of talking about there's no de-escalation here. I teach de-escalation because it's legally required, right? And when de-escalation first came out maybe 10 years ago, it was like a big topic. It was called like hug-a-thug. It's not hug-a-thug. It's just actually using smarts and and what Bob is saying and so forth. So I want you guys to think about a case called Lombardo, U.S. Supreme Court, where they actually start talking about um, this idea that de-escalation is – they didn't use the word de-escalation. They used temper the, 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 the force. But de-escalation is going to be something that's legally required by your juries, by your judges. This cop did none of that. And calling somebody mental does not de-escalate anybody. Wow. All right. You know, I know uh, producer Jimmy apparently has got a little, it's a flag word for him. Because every time you guys use the mental word, it's almost like he's like reliving being called mental all of his life. I don't know what's going on over there, Jimmy, but it's like. Now you're going to get punched in the face. (laughs) My (laughs) soybean. See what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's setting them off. So I don't, I can't, I can't be responsible for what happened. So a uh, good commentary guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, uh, the combination of the good video and, 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 uh, and what happened. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it may be an example of what not to do. So, but so but like, like, like Randy said, at least we're, we're not going to a police funeral, uh, after this. So hopefully the parties involved learn something. Uh, but look, there's more, there is more to come. Uh, so let's go, let's see what our next story is. We also have a video component on this one. So we're still at Rumble. This is Butters, our channel. A detective from uh, Mesa Police fatally shoots an armed burglary suspect 
out of a moving vehicle. The complex at 1233 North Mesa Drive and continued south on the sidewalk in front of another apartment complex at 1230 North Mesa Drive. As Pride was walking, detectives contacted him from their vehicle. One detective, who was riding in the rear passenger side, threw a flashbang near Pride, while another detective, who was sitting in the front passenger side, yelled for Pride to get down on the ground. The rear seat detective then fired two beanbag rounds as the front seat detective fired rounds from his rifle. Because the situation unfolded so quickly, we have slowed the video down so you can better see what happened. The detective saw Pride reach for what he believed was a gun, and that's when he fired his duty weapon. Pride collapsed as he attempted to run away with a handgun in his hand. Several commands were given for him to drop the weapon, but he did not respond. Detectives used a taser, pepper ball rounds, and beanbag rounds in an effort to get Pride to release the gun. He still did not respond. Detectives approached Pride, removed the handgun from his hand. So, uh, so listen to this. Uh, Mesa police shot and killed a 20-year-old. You know, bad guys are always 18 to 21, right? Even though as cops, you know, we get older and stuff. Bad guys, they never get older, right? And, of course, they do get older, but it's just their kids take their place. So, um, so Nikendrin Pride, a 20-year-old, uh, during a confrontation following an alleged robbery is when he got shot and killed. Uh, a task force consisting of Mesa cops and U.S. Marshals, so good makeup. Uh, they're looking for an armed robbery suspect. Police said that Pride, our bad guy, was armed with a handgun. So at least one officer discharges their weapon once they found Pride. He later dies at the hospital. Now, police suspected that Pride, uh, he robbed the Walgreens. Now, uh, Shanee Wright said that she watched police execute a search warrant at an apartment connected to Pride in her complex. And this is where he's walking down the road. You see a car go by and you see a flashbang. She calls it a flash grenade, but it's a, the flashbang go off. And she said that she was, uh, you know, she was watching us go down and she gave kind of commentary on how this went down. There's a surveillance camera that they're using for the video on this thing. And it catches this thing go down. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Bob, I know you were SWAT and, um, I believe you were, and, uh, and maybe some of these other guys were, but any commentary on how this went down with the, with the, uh, with the bad guy. And I know that video. one. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Not, not much I have on that. I'm sorry, Chip. I don't know. Um, I just don't don't have much to contribute on that one. I apologize. Your flashbangs would be kind of cool if you could get them like over the counter, you know, like, and, and, you know, it's almost like prescription the, the drugs, I, you know. The reason I say that is because I I don't know the policies there because we've only deployed flashbangs and SWAT. I mean, deployed them many times, but inside the house or outside the house on entry tactics, I've never seen it done to, to, to scare a guy on the street there. And I don't know. They just want to throw Is it out the window on the sidewalk. I mean, <laughs> um, so I, I just want to leave that one alone. I don't know what what's going to happen, but I'm that would never happen here, and our cops would be in a jam. But you know the the bad thing is just that you see things like this on the video, and it starts to give people ideas. I'm sorry, I'm an ex, I'm a retired cop, and they gave me ideas. They mean if I got a hold of those suckers and you could throw it out the window and like you know in the middle of a sidewalk, I mean, how much I, fun would that be, Jimmy? Well, you know, hey, you kids, get well, off my lawn. Uh, I was well, just real quick, I know Randy has that one, and I don't know, I don't know how things are going to end on that one. Um, I, I've never seen a tactic of 
throwing a flashbang out on a person walking down. And then then you escalate to less lethal and then lethal. Uh, Look, Bob, Bob, it was actually – they're missing a step there. The way we trained at my department is before you throw it, you yell, catch. And they didn't do that there. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I, you, that must have been when you were at Las Vegas Metro when you guys came up with that, no? No, I was, I was, uh, I was NHP. I, I was – I wasn't with. Uh, I work as a consultant now for LVMPD, but I was with uh, NHP and Nevada Highway Patrol. Oh, okay, okay, wow, wow. The, the you, you lured me in on that one, Chip. I was going to stay away from it. I'm like, oh man, you put me on the front street. <laughs> well, I figured you'd take one for the team, Randy. Um, I I was very confused watching this. Um, I've never seen tactics employed like this. It's, you know, the guy is armed. And why would you, why would you utilize low lethal from a moving vehicle where it's it's going to be completely ineffective? Why would you employ that tactic? The flashbangs a whole that's just a whole different thing. I mean, all I can say is these guys must have been laughing. their, hey, let's watch this. Uh, I don't understand the tactics. Um, uh, all I can say is there was a happy ending. Bad guy dead. No cops got hurt. Um, hell of a shooting, man. I mean, that was that was some pretty good shooting from a moving yeah. vehicle. Um, you know, and and thank God the guy truly was armed and uh, and was a you know truly a danger. But I've never seen tactics utilized like that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they took care of business. Yeah, I mean, hey, if uh, if. Uh... Mike Gogger is still watching. You know, there may be some cops looking for new jobs uh, by the time you you become sheriff. So you'll have a, a great pool of people to choose from. Of course, I'm joking, but uh, uh, wow. Uh, so look, moving moving along, and I think we're getting ready to jump into Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. So we've got uh, I got less than a minute before our last commercial break, but let me I may end up consolidating some of these stories, but. Well, let's see. We got lawofficer.com. We got three more Minnesota police agencies um, suspend school resource officer program. So it says at least three more agencies, and we covered this, what, a week ago, um, have announced within the last week that they're suspending their SRO program, school resource programs, in response to this new state law that says that SROs, in cases where there's no threat of bodily harm or death from using a prone restraint or force that places pressure or weight on, a, on someone's head, throat, yada, yada, yada. So we're going to talk about that briefly in one second. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, though, they've taken the confusion out of learning. They've actually made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offers a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, competent, and accurate certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point in time to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've found everything that Leo's, that's law enforcement officers, they need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. And if you haven't been there before, you should do it today. And they got a pretty cool quiz on there as well, gunlearn.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Uh, so Bob Kroll, I know that we got more agencies because they got this uh, prone restraint limitation on school resource officers. 
And uh, they're saying this is now involved politically. Uh, Governor Tim Walz told NPR News September the 8th that he was not prepared to call a special session on the issue, saying that police and schools were uh, getting enough clarity on the issue. Uh, but of course, this new law, um, it passed in the 2023 legislative session, it prohibits SROs, school resource officers, in cases where there's no threat of bodily harm or death from using the prone restraint or any force that places pressure or weight on the pupil's head, throat, neck, chest, lungs, sternum, diaphragm, back, or abdomen. Um, so is this going to think it gets settled out or what? Well, just briefly, because we, we just covered this recently uh, I know. In, a, in a prior show, but it, it just the number of agencies that are um, pulling the SROs out continues to grow. And they ramrodded so many crazy things through in this last legislative session when you have a a trifecta of Democrats, the governor, the House, the Senate. Um, this is just one of many crazy bills that went through. And we really don't think the governor is going to call a special session, which he needs to to rectify this and then clarify. Because as it sits right now, you've got two standards of uh, uh, law regarding use of force. So in essence, if force needs to be used in a school, the SRO has to call the street cops to come in and apply that force, which is absolute nonsense. If you're a police officer, your rules of engagement should be the same no matter what your assignment is. So the sensible agencies are pulling their people. That list of those sensible agencies continues to grow. But we don't think the governor is going to call a special session because um, he's got the votes where he wants. He's appeasing to his support base. And um, it's just going to continue to get worse here before it gets better. And the violence in the, in the schools is just rising and rising, and the controls uh, to deal with it are less and less. Uh, well, thanks, Bob. Hey, Bob, while we're at it, and um, Randy, I know that you haven't you haven't said anything yet, but can you just tell us a little bit about the the lie exposed and what you have going on with your wife, Liz? Um, yeah, at first I thought you were talking about Randy's wife, Liz. I'm like, no. Well, I said, I, um, yeah, I probably did. I think I did. So I, 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 um, I apologize. Randy's love on that. <laughs> Randy's love. Yeah, he's sitting there. Well, Randy's had Liz on his show before, and I thank him for that. But uh, th this is the book uh, by Liz Collin. They're lying. The media, the left, and the death of George Floyd. Um, it's an Amazon. It was been an Amazon bestseller. It's been out for nearly a year now. And it continues to go in high demand. It's out on audio for you non-readers. There's an audio audio uh, version of it, and um, you can you can find it at theliexposed.com. We're still doing appearances. We we did one last night. We did one two nights ago uh, or three nights ago. And uh, like I said, it's in very high demand. But most importantly, there's a documentary coming out. It's gonna our target date is uh, November 9th. It's gonna be released. And uh, it's, they're lying, the movie or the details at that, but it's entitled The Fall of Minneapolis and it documents uh, what happened. Uh, George Floyd interviews with um, Derek Chauvin, interviews with his mother, uh, all the officers that were heavily involved in the, in the riots and the fall of the third precinct in Minneapolis, which set this off across the country. And uh, it's, we're, we're thinking it's gonna be carried on Rumble because we're doubting YouTube will tolerate it, so. Shock for it there soon, and it'll be for free. Uh, but if you want to contribute, oh, thanks, Anthony. He's got it up on his phone too. Uh, <laughs> if you want to contrib contribute to the documentary, there's a donation thing online there also. But uh, get the book, it's excellent. Yeah. I'm not a reader, and I read it in no time. Thank you, Randy Sutton. Thank you. Uh, my, my question is, is actually for Bob. 
Bob, first of all, I can't wait to see your documentary. And um, I think that, that, that Liz and you should come to the next survival summit and talk about, uh, and talk about this, because I think wow. this is, this is part of the, the topic of surviving a law enforcement career is what to do when you're facing this, this great lie, uh, and how it destroyed the careers of all these police officers. So anyway, we'll talk about that, that offline, but let me ask you this with what the, this law that they passed, um, uh, regarding the ESROs, are you getting rumblings that they're going to try and also, um, utilize that law for street officers as well? Well, first, thanks for thanks for the invite, and we'll take you up on that. Um, but we, I don't think so, Randy. I, I mean, there's always that chance. Is this a slippery slope? Are they going to, you know, are they going to change the, the use of force uh, uh, law pertaining to all law enforcement? I think they've gotten so much blowback here. I think they, they realize they slipped one past the goalie, but um, they continue to look very bad to the point that People with kids in school are paying attention now. People that traditionally voted their way are outspoken. Uh, add that to the fact that the crime is spilling out of Minneapolis and St. Paul and they're having home invasions and carjackings in, in the rich suburbs and stuff like that. Uh, I think the, the Democrats know that they're in jeopardy, so I don't see them going further. I think they want to get through till next session and hopefully modify this. I, I see it the other direction, actually. But, you know, who knows? with these with these nuts hmm. well colin once you wrap i want to get some more stuff so colin why don't you close us out on this one and just real quick as some as a, as a parent who's got, got two boys that are 10 and 12 in a, a grade school uh you know in california is just as nutty as many as minnesota uh when i see stuff like this basically it's once again the drown downtrodden the people who are are the victims are going to be it's going to expand and they're going to be uh there's going to be more exploitation of these poor of these kids that can't defend themselves so it's just a, a sad state of affairs and people just need to start waking up to this nonsense thank you and, and you know colin you're also out there i mean <laughs> you're in California. So you're, uh, arguably we cover a lot of the stories from, uh, you know, thank God to the agencies out there that give us so much material to cover, but you're with Cronus investigations out there too. Could you just tell brief, briefly how people can find you? Yep. Uh, Cronus investigations. That's a C H R O N O S I N V.com. Uh, it's a private eye, private investigation and forensic accounting firm. If you need help with embezzlements or and or backgrounds, give me a call or, or go on the website and you know that it will show you how to get a hold of me. Excellent. And I want to go and we're going to get the blue and gold in just one second. I want to just um, go through three titles real quick. I'm not going to read through the, all the articles because they're, they're somewhat related. Lawoffice.com, um, suffering from severe police shortages, San Francisco is recruiting cops in Texas. All right. So that's that's the first article. And so they're going to Texas to recruit cops. It's kind of funny because they pre are preventing their people from actually, you know, going to Texas. And now they want to, of course, market people, you know, from Texas to uh, get in the law enforcement. And then, of course, uh, the next one is uh, at lawofficer.com. Oakland mayor sounds the alarm because the city cannot find a police chief. And, of course, the one that the Oakland Commission fired, uh, you know, she just went and she's getting a job with New Orleans Police Department. And that's Anna. Who is that? Anna. And Annie Kirkpatrick, that's right. And so, but that's what's going on in Oakland. And then lastly, our third article, uh, we've got Governor Ron DeSantis is launching billboards in Chicago offering signing bonuses to police officers. 
Wow. Uh, so there's a lot going on. Uh, open up that mic, Anthony. Uh, tell them a little bit about Blue the Gold and make commentary on this article. we got about a, a minute and 30 seconds left. All right, real quick. Uh, uh, thanks, uh, Chip. Uh, Blue to Gold uh, is the largest uh, search and seizure instructors in the nation. This is what we do for a living. The one thing I would love to invite you is we do free webinars every Wednesday. A few of your uh, panelists have actually joined us there. And uh, we actually, um, you know, we so we get, they're free. They're about an hour. They're really, really fun. About, you know, some around about 400, 500 cops are watching these things. So as far as uh, a week, so as far as this uh, this this thing, I mean, do you, everybody is on this panel right now remembers when we became police officers, there were hundreds of people lining up to try to get that job. Now, more people are, you know, are, uh, I mean, there was, there was uh, one agency said 100 people showed up and 90 of them were for the firefighter exam and 10 were for the, for the police exam, right? And uh, I don't blame him, by the way. That's a pretty good cush gig. But the the point is, is uh, it's it's really sad. That's all I have to say. And it's just you know, it's pol politics uh, can ruin countries, as you can see. Yeah. Any other commentary on everything going on between Oakland, San Francisco, and Florida, and Texas, and all this stuff, guys? Randy, it's a target-rich environment. Twenty-five seconds. Um, I had a, a conversation with a woman who lives in Oakland, and she told me that the, the people who live there literally feel like they are under siege they they all they got to do is look out their window and see carjackings see break-ins and then law enforcement is completely ineffective they have been rendered toothless in oakland it is really really sad it is a city under siege yeah and the other battle that you change that at the polls but uh but thank you um you know randy uh Go and open up your mic so you can talk about the wounded blue. Just leave me about 20 seconds at the end of that. And we got the segment timer over my shoulder here. But guys, uh, great show. Thanks for being here. A full, a full, a full cast. This has been a great show. Lieutenant Randy, the wounded blue. Well, the wounded blue. I'm really proud of this organization and the men and women who, who staff it. Uh, my team is made up of, uh, of more than 50 police officers from around the country all who have been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up, and screwed over. And they provide peer support for other officers who are facing uh, either serious bodily injury, serious injuries, or even emotional and psychological issues. And so, so the, wound, they, the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org, guys, I'm sorry I'm over the time, but uh, AUFire.com, MotionDSPGulls, GlobalOrdinance.com, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, Bang Energy, thanks for the fuel, uh, TampaFP.com, and RedVoiceMedia.com, thanks. We'll see you next week, guys.